0: What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to a Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson, and I am sitting across from the man, the legend, renowned dendrologist, Casey Club.
1: It is good to be here. Hello, everyone. If you take a look at the slides, we have three hours to get through today.
0: Hey. It will be
1: quite riveting.
0: Sounds terrible. This is, you're sort of doing a character that is like... Uh, anti-everything we hope to do with the podcast
1: yes bing that was exactly it congratulations
0: casey (laughs) i'm a little nervous today let me tell you why oh
1: god why yeah
0: i got a new audio interface that's
1: right you're okay
0: a big upgrade for me
1: Mm -hmm. what do you think of it
0: well i have mixed feelings i love it for if it if it worked perfectly (laughs) i would and do love it it's yes. an incredible piece of machinery. I got a Universal Audio Apollo Twin X for anybody who's Ooh. keeping score.
1: Also, please reach out to us, and we will provide that as a uh, advertisement.
0: Oh yes. Well, I have a Windows machine, Casey. Oh,
1: that's right. I work on
0: Windows eleven, and this Ugh. Mofo doesn't play all that well with Windows. It's more, it's, it's, it's optimized for Mac, and so now I'm questioning everything. I'm, yeah. I'm considering getting a new Mac but I, you know, that's, that's a whole thing. It's a lot. Um, so, and it's also Casey, our first session in pro tools as I turn here and check that we're still recording. Yes. I am now using pro tools, the industry standard, uh, digital audio workstation.
1: I love that. You know, these things, I barely even know that we're in the industry, much less what the standards are.
0: (sighs) Well, you and I are not (laughs) in the industry. (laughs) Okay. Thank God. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of firsts today on my mm-hmm. end. Yeah,
1: we're trying a lot of new stuff on the back end.
0: Yes. I see. So, uh I I am I am I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here with you listening and mm-hmm. learning about trees. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm also going to be monitoring the situation Anything over here.
1: constantly over there. <laughs> Alex. Alex.
0: Just start Casey, just checking our checking our levels. Checking, checking our levels guys. every once in a while and checking that it's still recording and that that nothing has crashed. Yeah. Casey, today we're talking about tree as we do every week and this right. week's tree is the black cottonwood
1: oh the black
0: cottonwood scientific name mm? is give me a moment you've got it something nigra
1: no Populus trichocarpa which means the hairy seeded Populist.
0: Now we're talking. Yeah, that's what it is. Casey, I also know this is sometimes talk. called the Western Balsam Poplar.
1: Yes, which is kind of a funny thing I mm. learned about. I kind of always knew about it, but I was like, well, I'm going to have to like figure out what they're talking about now. They actually think that it's also related, or used to be a subspecies of the populous Balsifimera, which Balsifimera. is Balsifimera. Yeah, isn't that a fun? It doesn't flow, but it flows just enough that you're not like, I hate this.
0: That's like for any of those rappers out there. Balsifimera is a good oh, flow I see. Continuer. Yeah,
1: yeah, Balsifimera, But then you have to you have to like rhyme it on either side.
0: Yeah, I
1: don't really. I'm not Balsifimera.
0: good at it. Malls, Mall of America. Listen, would be I the hear you,
1: Boss Anyway, Alex, this this is exactly the tree we're talking about. Now, have you seen a black cottonwood today? Today, yes. No. Oh, okay. Most people have. If you go outside in the Pacific Northwest, you'll probably see one. Even oh. if you maybe don't know it, maybe if you look kind of over there, and you're like, oh yeah, there's some trees. One of those is probably a black cottonwood. Maybe I have. Yeah, especially if you are in any place that is not uh, like the mountainous regions like above 5,000 feet, like alpine level. Okay. They grow just about everywhere. In fact, I learned, and this really stunned me, the black cottonwood is grows in the same kind of uh, latitudinal difference that uh, the Madrone, for instance, does. Oh. Which I always note that the if you grow... Uh, around, let's say, the they, the top of the world. They call those uh, circumboreal trees. Yeah. Um, those trees, really cool, but they grow at the same latitude, uh, way up high, so all that is pretty much the same as you go around the top of the Earth. But... If you are going from the top down towards the equator, you're actually going through a huge, vast different amount of ecosystem and and like ecotypes. There's different weather, it's different heat things. Everything is like way different as you go up and down as opposed Mm -hmm. to if you go around. The equator is the same pretty much everywhere around the world. Different plants, but they're all filling the same niche. Whereas this... Just like the madrone, grows from the southeastern uh, Alaska. So that's kind of that little section that goes down the continent of uh-huh. Alaska, all the way down through Alberta, and then once it gets into Montana, it basically jumps over to the west side of the Rockies, follows that all the way to the Pacific Ocean, all the way down to Baja Cali or Baja California, which is Mexico. Yeah. That's a stunning amount of like native habitat. It's a serious fir, range. It is, yeah. It's a super serious range. The Douglas fir kind of does that, but as it goes down, it also goes higher in elevation because it needs kind of the same temperatures, and that's the other thing. If you go down in latitude and up in elevation, the temperatures and the weather kind of stays the same. So anyway, I just I learned that, and I was like, wow, that's pretty stunning. I didn't know it was such a vast tree. Casey...
0: Before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we
1: shouldn't, get, we shouldn't get too far.
0: Let's imagine that you and I are walking al- uh, the several thousand miles along the west <laughs> yeah. coast.
1: We're just walking somewhere between the west side of the Cascades until we get up to about Montana. Then we switch over to the west side of the Rockies. <laughs> and we just keep going north.
0: <laughs> and straight on till morning. <laughs> uh, and we come across some black cottonwoods. Casey, let's ID this tree.
1: Okay. So here's here's the big thing. Here's Here's the big thing. It is, uh, it's related to all the other poplars, cottonwoods, and aspens. So the genus Populus has about 35 species. Most of them, uh, rather all of them, are split into five main groups, and the group that includes our black cottonwood also includes the narrow-leaf cottonwood and the balsam cottonwood, which is a populous balsifimera, which grows kind of way up in the north along Canada and maybe some bits of northern, uh, the northern United States, essentially northern North America. Hmm. So that's the other tree that they thought it was the same tree. But then they realized, now nah, they're actually different species. There's one that grows way up north but doesn't grow very far south. And then there's one on the west coast, the black cottonwood that grows all the way south. It just keeps going. So it is a big tree. Another stunning fact that I learned. It is the biggest of all the broadleaf trees in the west. What? It's the biggest. Oh. Blew my mind. Wow. Bigger it, than the bigger than the beaches. Well, the beaches aren't a western species. They grow over in the eastern side oh, of North America.
0: You're talking native species. Yes, okay. native
1: species that are native to western North America. <clears> which <throat> for all intents it. and purposes, let's say, is the Rocky Mountains. West, okay. That so that's contending with the big leaf maple and yeah. the Oregon white oak, which are two trees that are nothing to sneeze at. No, but as they're well not as
0: big, big.
1: Apparently they aren't. Well, I mean, the Oregon white oak is huge. Like it gets feet and feet in diameter. It just doesn't grow. 200 feet tall
0: that's true i guess i i when i think big tree i think tall tree don't you that's
1: what i do as well it's i mean bit
0: of a tall bias
1: we're right in the middle of our our uh champion trees uh tournament mm-hmm. yet i still am like yeah the a big tree is one that is not only like i always think of first diameter like the diameter of the stem oh, four yeah. and a half feet up that's the first thing yeah the second thing i think of is how tall is that tree like if you stand underneath it can you look up and like follow the biggest branches and be like that thing's like 100 feet up above my head right now that's insane
0: you're interested in its arbitrary ranking
1: i think so yeah Which, that's, if, if you don't know yeah. what that is
0: go go listen to the patreon <laughs> <laughs> and then come back.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of information. We, we'll, we got more coming today. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I I just, that's what I imagined. So when you think of Oh, wait, of like, no,
0: sorry. I guess
1: we talked about arbitrary rating last week. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, In the mainline
0: true. episode. Yeah, we, everyone knows about it. Sorry, I'm a goof.
1: You're a real goof, you know that?
0: No, I prefer to be called a goose. Oh, a goose, you're a real goose. I'm a bit of a silly goose. You're a bit of a goose, you know Some that, i said. Yeah, you are, you're a real goose. But not in like an annoying way.
1: No, not, not in a way that you're just like- rah, no, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that goose! Oh I, my god!"
0: I wouldn't honk honk.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're 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 much more def, uh, refined goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so this this tree, it's in the 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 willow family, and this is a it's a tree that grows really huge. It grows to be maybe about 100 to 150 feet tall. It has a big, wide spreading canopy, but only when it gets really big and old because it has a weird uh, a weird shape of growth. So. We'll go into the. We'll look at the bark, and we'll kind of talk up the tree as it's okay. going now. So let's see. So you're you're from afar. You're looking at this tree first. You're going to see it's a big tree. Obviously, it's huge. It grows with a very straight, straight, uh, bowl, just like the tulip tree, and it has big, thick bark. And we'll talk. This is in a mature tree. We're going to be describing. Okay. A young tree has really white, smooth bark, but as it gets older, its bark becomes really furrowed and ridged Hmm. where it has these gigantic big plates where it looks it looks like alligator-ish skin to me but not broken up horizontally they're like long big ridges that are flat but very rough also they get massive like the thing the biggest one is outside wilsonville um or rather closer to salem at one of the state parks i think it's willamette mission state park and i think it's Diameter is like 15 feet in diameter. Jeez. It's huge. Like I stood and saw it from the, f- the other side of a river or a creek, and it was just like, that's a huge tree. Yeah. It's mind-blowing. So they get really big. They get these deep furrows, and as you look up, the canopy usually spreads out, but interestingly, at like like 30-degree angles. Huh. It doesn't grow up and like arch over. It doesn't have this sort of like uh, – this this like crown that looks really pleasing, Alex, it just goes and has branches that kind of go straight up and
0: out. The way you describe it sort of reminds me of a eucalyptus shape. I would say that's a very accurate description. It's almost like a... It's almost like a broomstick.
1: Yes. With the yeah. broom
0: bristles at the end. That's
1: totally right. Yeah. The other thing that it reminds me of is an elm tree. But mm. uh, the American elm famously has a vase shape where the branches come up and then like arch down. Yeah, yeah. This would be like it's, the next phase it's about to get to is the arch down and it just, it just never gets going there. Up. It just keeps going up. Okay. But then because they have that, um, their branches and their wood is really, really uh, brittle. The The weight of the branches that are going straight out, again, they grow really quickly and get really big really fast. Yeah. Then if a little bit of a wind comes or a little bit of this or that, they just... Drop off. They just break your branches all oh, the time. Oh, wow. I mean, all the time. Okay. In a little bit of wind, they'll just kind of like, Wah! and like throw their branches out of their canopy.
0: That is in line with one of the Croson's homegrown trivia. I ah,
1: I'm excited to hear that. I haven't looked at it. I saw that it was there, but oh. I want to know about it. So, as you're looking up, you also notice it has really deep green leaves. The leaves of these trees are generally kind of chordate so they're a little bit heart-shaped but Mm. more more like uh less heart shaped and more uh kind of a squished triangle okay uh but they do have little lobes that kind of come back a little bit and then they have just the tiniest little serrations at the edge, like just, just the Mm. teeny tiniest around the margin of the leaf. Very pointed tip, yellow, uh, mid vein and veins coming out with a dark green top. The bottom is kind of a silvery greenish with a little bit of maybe some other colors depending on how old or uh, how messed up the leaf is. But, It's petiole is round. Their leaves can be really long. Like the younger ones off like a sprout can be like maybe a foot or so big. But the normal leaves are probably going to be about four inches, I'd say.
0: This is maybe the most granular you've ever gotten with the tree idea. Really? You're really going for it.
1: Well, I want everyone to know exactly how I feel about this tree, and I'm not going to skip anything.
0: Wow, what a tease. I mean, I think that was pretty loaded. Yeah,
1: it's it's very loaded. That was a loaded statement. Yeah, well...
0: Ooh, Whoops. like a baked potato. I'm very hungry.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to get through this, Alex. <laughs> so the last uh, real big thing is that their buds have imbricate uh, scales. So they kind ah, of yes. fold over on top of each other. Usually That's it's right. about six or seven or so. As opposed to the type that split evenly yes, apart from each other. That is valvate, <clears throat> valvate. famously. Uh, valvate
0: the- versus imbricate.
1: Yes. What okay. do you think that would be if it was valvate versus imbricate? what would that feels like it would be two different tribes from like ancient past <laughs> the,
0: the imbricates velvaders. are coming. <laughs> yeah, i it sounds like dune it sounds yes. like some of the minor houses in dune yeah exactly house valvate and house imbricate
1: yeah very like cock cock uh,
0: that would that would be a funny i i would like to just hear about like the very boring goings on <laughs> like nothing of house in, imbricate in, intriguing happening yeah well, N- no political play happening. <laughs> they're so far outside of that realm that they just like, yeah, they have like a a big dinner that they have to plan for
1: <laughs> drama for three series. <laughs> the big thing about these lovely trees is their fruit and their flowers. They mm. have, uh, they're usually dioecious, so they have uh, pistilate. Flowers that are grown in these long catkins that hang down, yeah, and those are what produce the seeds. Then they have the staminate catkins. Those are the ones that grow down and produce the pollen. They have two different kinds of catkins? Yes, on two different kinds of trees being dioecious, two houses.
0: Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I thought dioecious was where they grow Both grow on the same tree.
1: Oh no, that would be monoecious.
0: Oh, so dioecious. I see. Dioecious is there are female trees and male trees.
1: Correct. That's the usual way that it is explained.
0: Trees yeah. that produce pollen. Trees that produce fruit.
1: Yes, and usually it'd be the the flowers. Yeah, flowers precisely. and fruit.
0: Okay, yes, yeah. yeah. Flowers so, is the is the main thing.
1: Yeah, they're both flowers, but one produces only the stamens, uh-huh. and that make or the stamens that makes the pollen one only produces the pistils. that is what will then become the fruit that's the ovary that becomes the fruit yes precisely got it so uh these trees then produce a, a little teeny tiny fruit that is a capsuled seed and that little seed has about a million little teeny tiny hairs that grow off of it wow and then when the uh they're they're in like these little balls and so the the fruit Is developing and it's like a bunch of little tiny marbles. Then those marbles just kind of go and just kind of burst open. Hmm. That capsule then releases a billion little seeds that all have these little white tufts on them of little hair, little cotton balls. And this is, of course, why we call it the cottonwood tree because those little seeds in that bunch of (laughs) cotton float around from the trees in, oh, I don't know. About now, <laughs> late June, early July, sometimes way into late Casey July. Casey looked at his watch. Yeah, I guess, guess, what, uh, <laughs> guess what time it is. It's Cottonwood time. That was
0: a good physical bit.
1: Thank you. I wish people could see how good we are.
0: <laughs> oh yeah wow <laughs> we just we just light up the room don't we Casey um okay so now is cottonwood season
1: now is cottonwood season and if you are at least here in Oregon I should say
0: this is when you go to the river yep and there's like snow drifts
1: exactly
0: and they're really sticky and they get on your bag yeah. or your dog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you spend the next three weeks picking them out of your dog's fur that's it that's cottonwood those
1: are cottonwoods those are the seeds Coming from the fruit of a cottonwood tree.
0: Now, Casey, when you when you proposed this tree, uh huh, you said, and this is just a little tease. I'm not spoiling anything. That's okay. You said, Alex, this tree is kind of vilified. It not is. a lot of people like it's this true. tree. Yes, I am. I'm starting to see. Like, when you start dating somebody, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and they're great at first, yeah. and then, like, two weeks in, you start <laughs> to see their red flags.
1: So, Cottonwood gets the the swipe left every time? No, no, no Cotton, Cottonwood gets
0: the swipe right at okay. first.
1: swipe right is good. Yes. Okay, they get swiped right.
0: But then, after the first three or four dates, like, they, oh. like, treat the waiter poorly, and you're like, whoa, what <laughs> like the geez. fuck was that? Yeah. Um, (laughs) They won't invite you over to their house Mm. This is starting to get...
1: You, you start a little to
0: red flaggy. Start
1: to open up about your favorite tree, and they're just like, "I hate trees." <laughs> like, oh, uh.
0: their eyes glaze over like mine do. <laughs>
1: exactly, and then you know it's over. You know, you know, you either have to 100% leave or make a podcast with them. <laughs> one or the other.
0: And this is how Casey and I met. <laughs>
1: this is how it is. This is it. Yeah. So, Alex, this is the thing. You also noted it grows by the river. It yeah. grows in wet areas. <clears throat> okay, riparian it, areas. The, eh? Exactly Exactly, it is known for this, and it is it is everywhere. You see a river, you see a stream. Well known down in the in the uh, inner west. So you're on the west side of the. Um, actually, you don't even need to be. You can be just about anywhere in the the Midwest. If you're in the the Southwest, if you are in the Midwest where there are no real trees and kind of like the the really big rain shadow area yeah. of the plains, then. Every time you see a big, gigantic tree off to the side, that is a cottonwood species. Maybe it's going to be a Fremont cottonwood. Maybe it's going to be a eastern cottonwood. It could be a bunch of different species. But these trees grow notably and without fail in riparian areas. Okay. And they're very good at it. So that is why they have these little tiny seeds, right? Because then they can just hit water and then whoosh. <sighs> Or they get blown by the air to the other side of the river, and they just everything is wind pollinated and then wind dispersed for these trees. Now, uh, what everyone is saying right now, Alex, I'm sure, is they're just screaming about how allergic they are to the cottonwood every time they see those little puffy white things flow through, they start a sneezing.
0: I know where this is going.
1: We should probably do a break before I absolutely go off the rails.
0: Well, I have a whole segment to do before
1: we do that, Casey. (laughs) Oh, you're right. (laughs) Sorry to strong arm your... uh... (laughs) I was really giving you the opportunity to be like, hold on, Casey, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Casey...
0: Before we get into what it will invariably be an hour of nonsense, <laughs> how about some Croson's Homegrown Trivia?
1: Oh, we need a ditty for that. She's absolutely right. Someone messaged re- yeah, us. We yeah, we really like, do. we got to have that.
0: I'll, I'll work on something. All right. And
1: then you're going to have to put it in post, uh, uh, post-production post in all the rest of any one of our Homegrown Trivias. <laughs> uh,
0: to quote Dr. Evil, how about No. <laughs> um okay so i've already noted that the
1: why have you not quoted dr evil more? the last two episodes the last four god it's amazing
0: uh also called the western balsam poplar as we mm-hmm. went over okay now this is what i what this is what i was gonna say when when you said that they they get knocked over by nothing ah yeah a, a light breeze will destroy one of these trees mm-hmm. um jenka hardness
1: oh we talked a lot
0: about jenka hardness in our tournament of champion trees you sure did a very important aspect i'm not going to describe it again because i can barely get it out (laughs)
1: 0.44 million
0: (laughs) go ahead and google it if you need it's a hardness of the wood is 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 what it is um Three hundred fifty, Casey. Oh my god! For anybody who doesn't know, that is extremely, extremely low.
1: I think that means that you could take your thumb and push it into the wood of a cottonwood. Just about. Wow.
0: I think balsa. Does balsa come from balsam? Is that uh, related? No,
1: I don't think they're not related. Okay. It's, a, it's
0: a species from the tropics. I think balsa wood is like fifty or so. Yeah, it's so really, this is not that much stronger than balsa wood. Jeez, yeah. yeah. Because it's uh, so soft But not so soft That it just falls apart It is easy to work with Woodwork
1: Ah yes Again that makes sense
0: Style But it doesn't steam bend well Hmm. And it doesn't split easily And Mm. it doesn't hold nails very well
1: What is this tree? (laughs) Oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like (laughs) non-wood
1: It doesn't split easy But it also doesn't hold nails I feel like you should be one (laughs) or the other You gotta You're strong You can hold nails uh, or you, and that doesn't make any sense. You but, should split easy if you're not tough.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Honestly, this is adding to my fuel.
0: Wow. To your, mm-hmm. hey, maybe that fire is fueled yeah. with black cottonwood, <laughs> yeah, as my, is a very popular firewood tree. Very smelly. Um, It has this weird sour smell when it's green, Casey. Yeah, it does. Does green, and now I say that like I know what it means. Ooh, you, does Is green just young? Yeah, well, Green's no, young green is tree? fresh. Oh, so an old—you could chop down an old tree, yeah. and it would still be green
1: right away. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay, okay, yeah. So it's the essentially not treated or rather not treated is not the right term. It's not seasoned wood. Okay. So yeah, green would mean you just cut it; it's right there. If you try to light it on fire, it's full of water. Oh. Whereas a seasoned wood would not be green; it would have been dried or just uh, had time enough for all the water. Uh, content inside to either evaporate or just you know go away somehow i so see
0: it. okay yes it has a sour smell when it's green have you have you smelled this smell
1: oh yes many times
0: Ooh, that yeah. smell that smell that surrounds you.
1: oh oh i smell it it's a uh, it's alex it's awful
0: but that sour smell uh fades when it dries yes so it has something to do with the water in the wood i guess mm-hmm. um This is sad. The wood database said it was a low value wood. It is. It is. Nobody wants it.
1: Alex, please continue.
0: Oh wow. Yes. Um, The inner bark, however, I I take it back. It's not low value. This thing can be consumed to fuck. Oh god. I've never. We've. I don't think. I'm sure we've covered a tree that people eat the inner bark. Uh huh. But I've. I have never been aware of it. Ah, well, this the willow. That's a perfect
1: example. Oh there. Oh yes, of course, Mm -hmm. yes.
0: So the inner bark can be eaten raw or dried. Wow. You can ground it into a flour. Uh, these are indigenous uses uses for and, sure. and inventions, I should say.
1: Yeah, which I have to say, the Wood Database, for all its glory, uh, it's very much a, how do we use that wood? Wood properties. Yeah. So it says, that's oh, a low-value wood, but then, you know, you're like, well, actually, I mean, only maybe for whatever you want to use it for.
0: Good point, Casey. It's very, uh, w- I mean, it's called the Wood Database. It's very woodworking-centric. Yes, exactly. Uh, go elsewhere for your, like, Indigenous uses of this yeah, particular wood, precisely, or tree. Um, the
1: you make flour out of it. That's yeah, amazing. you
0: you grind it into a flour mm-hmm. uh, and mixed with other flowers to make bread. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if you can make a bread strictly out of this flour. Gotcha.
1: But you can add other things to it, create something.
0: Yeah, gotcha. other other ground things. Mm-hmm. Um, the inner bark is very sweet, but it ferments really rapidly, so it mm. can't be dried for consumption later. Yeah, you kind of have to uh, use it. Quickly.
1: Get it while it's hot.
0: Yeah. It's a common antiseptic. Ah, okay. And an expectorant. Uh Uh-huh. If you don't know what expectorant is, this is my first time with this term. Really? Yep. It is a a medicine for mucus and cough.
1: Tell us what it is. Yeah. I know this because Hannah made a uh, expectorant Tincture out of mullen. Oh uh, yes, which is uh, another plant.
0: Mullen's a very popular expectorant. Yeah,
1: and uh, we we used it and right after I had COVID nineteen. Did and it? Did it help? Did helped a lot. Like wow, you know, like you you take cough syrup and it kind of like you stop coughing. Yeah, it was like that. It like you have to kind of you take it, you kind of wait a little bit, then you don't notice that you're not coughing anymore. Hmm. But I, I noticed over time that when I did take it, I coughed less.
0: This is curious. We both had COVID at the same time. And yeah. you didn't, uh, you didn't offer me any molin.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> uh, but I was also, here by
0: myself, I was. I Hold was on, in, I I'm was in Bend. Oh my I was here God. by myself. I was suffering. It was Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had no one, and my podcast partner had this miracle drug I'm that so he refused so- to share. We hoarded it, and I am on your doorstep, banging. Please, please, give me the mullin,
1: Hannah. Turn the lights off. We're not here. Just
0: <laughs> don't answer the door. You put a towel under the door.
1: <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even think about it. I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. I'm going to go bring you some. I'm very clearly tomorrow. teasing. It's not clear. I, I. Oh, I, you. F- I hurt. You feel bad. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do this. I feel bad that you feel bad. <laughs> oh man.
0: Um. I'm give myself some mullin too, Casey. Hmm. Now this is cool. The fluffy likes the fluffy seeds uh-huh. uh, were used, and I'm, I'm sure are currently used to stuff pillows.
1: Oh man, mattresses! I, I was actually wondering about that, yeah. like if they actually have ever been used to produce cotton.
0: Yes, essentially. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Um, the inner bark is also used to make soaps and teas. Okay. Uh, hey, a soap. Uh, what was the most? The jaw was it the? Ooh, give me a moment. It was the. Joshua tree. Yes. The, the yucca roots Correct. are used to make soap. Yeah. Um, larger specimens of the black cottonwood, which it sounds like a lot of them are, uh-huh. can be easily used to make dugout canoes. I'm sure you can get a couple of mm-hmm. canoes per tree.
1: yep you certainly could.
0: Uh, the inner bark is also used for rheumatism, fevers, menstrual cramps, Casey. Yes,
1: everything useful.
0: Uh, the buds are steeped in hot water. You inhale that steam. Ah. You relieve congested sinuses. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. The buds also have a really nice uh, uh, vanilla scent to them when they open. The the flower buds really? specifically. Yeah, they kind of have a big sheath that comes off, and it smells very vanilla.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, makes sense. And again, we just want to say the ponderosa pine bark smells like vanilla. Yes. We're uh, sorry. What,
1: whatever anyone says. I don't,
0: yeah, you're good. <laughs> whatever you think it smells like, that is that true. That is what it smells like. Casey. We we must take a break. We do. Upon our return, you will launch into this 50-page manuscript, this diatribe.
1: It will be a manifesto, Alex.
0: (laughs) Right after the break, we'll be right back with more Completely Arbitrary. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we're talking the Black Cottonwood... Casey Clapp. Alex, word around the farm is that you've got a thing or two to say about this here black cottonwood. I sure do have a thing or two to say about
1: this black cottonwood, and I don't know how it's going to end. Oh. But I know what I have to say. Casey?
0: Yes. Take it away. I reserve the right to interrupt.
1: I think you should. You always have that right, and I will honor it. Do you like black cottonwoods, Alex? I don't know. Ah, I'm going to try to make it very challenging for you to figure that out. The black cottonwood. Oh God. Hold on. Yes. Okay. Here's my manuscript. Universally scorned by everybody. Yeah. Does not deserve this scorn. There it is. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you why they are the worst trees. And I'm going to tell you why. Shut up. (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. The first off, uh, Black cottonwoods—they are trees that grow big. I think every superb. Uh, I think every superb tree, every tree that has a superlative, should be just lauded. We should be like you are the best great job
0: You're a stand for superlative trees the biggest yes. the fattest they're excuse great excuse me the whitest
1: they've done everything
0: um they deserve that respect the biggest leaf yeah the the whatever
1: the whatever i think that deserves a round of applause no matter what okay we enter here thank you so, meanwhile, sorry, the- I'm still learning
0: the software. I can't do that. <laughs> oh
1: shoot! I thought we had that down.
0: <laughs>
1: so the the eastern cottonwood technically gets larger uh, in a lot of respects, which is okay. But for the west, it's being the biggest broadleaf tree in the west. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking cool. It's a big re- deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Meanwhile, it is known to have horribly brittle wood and horribly shallow roots. That is 100% true. Yeah. It also because of all the wood things that you described is an absolutely atrocious compartmentalizer. It oh. will if you get it if you nick it or if you cut it or it gets a wound somewhere, yeah. that wound will within the day start to decay. Oh my god. All right, I should that's a little bit of an exaggeration. No, let's go with it. It decays so fast, Alex, yeah. it's obscene. And it will have decay go up, it will have decay go out, it will have holes where branches used to be become decay holes that go down and go in and go up and go out. Wow. It will. It's not strong wooded already, so if you have an oak of the same size and the same everything, yeah. all other things being equal, decay gets in, you have the same amount of decay in either tree, the The oak tree, you'll probably be like, Meh, maybe keep an eye on it, it's fine. If it's a cottonwood, you'd like everyone get out from within one and a half times the height of the tree. We're going to need to get a crane to take this one out. We're going to blow it up with a tank.
0: RIP immediately.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, that tree is toast. Get away from it. Wow. So, which is not inaccurate it's very accurate this is every arborist i've ever met will just be like oh cottonwood Ugh. like hey you see one planted or you see one growing you're like oh a cottonwood hmm. could you not have planted thought about killed and replanted literally anything else sure which is fine don't you think
0: um yeah i you know around here we have a saying your cones are your own yeah and yeah. i truly believe that yes And it's mostly so that I can have whatever opinion I want and you can't say shit.
1: Exactly. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: No, it's because I, yeah, I, 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 nothing, almost nothing bothers me more Casey mm -hmm. than somebody coming at you for like a totally benign opinion. Uh, If your opinion is that, you know, um, everybody should own a gun. Like, Made for military warfare. Okay, th- th- then go after that person. <laughs> if your opinion is that you like black cottonwoods, have uh, at it. I see. Okay, good. Yeah. I think that there is a, is a that's spectrum.
1: There is, yes, and the, the cottonwood is somewhere on that spectrum that makes it. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. Yeah, but it just so happens you, as a level-headed reviewer of trees, uh-huh. are me. absolutely the minority. Everybody hates this tree. Wow! in the arborist community okay not everyone i don't want to you know see so you paint with broad brushes here broad strokes um but it is everyone no one likes it uh, if a designer sees it like oh well we got to cut down those black cottonwoods we'd love to have any other tree you see a forest of black cottonwoods and you know what they are you're like oh black cottonwoods those are gross trees they smell bad they fall apart they don't have like a big beautiful crown even if you see one growing you're not like wow majestic black cottonwood they remind me no, a bit of a like,
0: hawthorn, just kind of a yeah, mess. Yeah,
1: they kind of yeah, they. That's really <clears> true. <throat> but it's a mess that is like a giant. So yeah. at least a a, a a hawthorn kind of just like oh, it's a mess right over there. I mean, I like hawthorns. Yeah, but th- you're not going to have a mess hawthorn grow to be three times the size of your house. I see. That's what cottonwoods will do. I see. And then they'll have a branch that's the size of a small hawthorn coming off of it that will drop at any point if snow happens. They'll be like ah. Throw right. its branch off of you. Yeah. And then the branch will start to decay. Now you have a whole decaying section inside of the top of this tree, so on and so forth.
0: You know, the way you're speaking, Casey, it sounds like you actually don't... Like the cottonwood,
1: I have to admit, oftentimes I'm like, Oh, a cottonwood, Ugh, okay, not interesting. Okay. move on. So, if you are, if I'm driving, I which I was this last weekend driving through the mountains of uh Cascades, right near Mount Hood, and I was driving, and I was like, Oh, it's beautiful trees. I love this tree, There's a great tree. I found nine conifers hmm. within one like, like you walk within a hundred feet of, of a circle of the center, nine of a species of conifer, nine species of conifer, yeah, individually identified them right there. It's great. I'll tell you about them later. Meanwhile, as I was driving like out of that area and I saw cottonwood, I was like, oh, it kind of ruined it for me. I'm like, really? oh, it's a beautiful, really intense habitat. And then this cottonwood's like, hey, me too. I'm here. And it was like, oh, cottonwood's here. Is mm. it just because it's
0: weak? and?
1: No, it also like everyone hates it because uh, its roots are very like most of the time roots are kind of benign. They kind of grow and then go around things Mm -hmm. their roots are really aggressive if they get even a little bit of water they will go straight to it and like absolutely go wild for it because they they grow in riparian areas so their roots are like always looking for water and when they get it they're like unlimited amount this is where i grow and it just sucks it up
0: do they grow those like hairy roots like willows that like Protect and habitats and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now, see, here is where you're kind of flipping the script, Alex. Which I it's exactly what my diatribe has literally written. I see in here flip script.
0: Wow, Casey literally just flipped a script. Yeah, I did.
1: It's it's mind blowing that I even had paper. (laughs) So that is uh, that's exactly the crux here, where everyone is looking at this tree as horrible for the human habitat which it is its roots are always on the surface and they always cause trouble mm. it's branches will always break it's just what they do and they will do it being the size of gigantic branches uh, it will decay quickly it's not a very beautiful tree kind of has a funny smell and the leaves are really big and then oh my god on top of it this is the biggest thing that we're here to dispel if the if the episode ends right now and you just edit out everything except what I'm about to say I will be very happy um. everyone out there are you sneezing right now? Is there cotton around you? Mm. Ask yourself, what makes you sneeze? I know. Alex, what's the answer? Grass. Ah, exactly. But now let's let's actually, let's take it back even a step more. What exactly from the grass is making you sneeze?
0: Hmm. Give me a moment. Mm-hmm. Take your time. I don't know.
1: Okay. Ding. I literally have no
0: guess. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's how little I know.
1: (laughs) Alex, it's the pollen. Well, yeah. That's the answer. Okay.
0: I I didn't even, I didn't say that because I thought I was so obvious that it was wrong. sorry.
1: I was trying to, I was trying to like get to that very obvious answer. Yeah, you did it. Sorry. We can go, you can cut that out. You can lead a horse to water. (laughs) Alex, it is pollen. Yes. Pollen is what makes one sneeze. What did have <laughs> we makes one <laughs> sneeze? Sorry, it makes a person sneeze once. <laughs> what did I, we spend pains <clears throat> describing is those little uh white tufts things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the seeds inside the fruit. Uh-huh. Are you allergic in the order to make you sneeze to little seeds? Uh no, the Casey. answer is no, Alex. Do I even
0: need to be here for this? Yes, you
1: do, because this is important. All right, I will just lay it out there. You are not allergic to cottonwoods. Shut up wow everyone i'm sorry that i said that i was very rude i immediately regret it everyone (laughs) casey you are not allergic to cottonwood my grandma literally did this this weekend she was like oh when these things start coming out that's my one allergic thing and i was Mm. just like
0: (sighs) you said shut
1: up I did not. I did not. I love my grandma to death, and you know what? She's lived a lot longer than me, so I'm just going to let her. Just going to let her do her do her thing. <laughs> it is not those little fluffs. Those little fluffs are not making you sneeze. Okay, they are not pollen. Pollen is the allergen that floats. The cottonwood tree is known quite specifically as a moderate. Uh, thing. All oh, th-
0: pollinator. It's
1: a pollinator. In fact, all the things that uh, I'm I've read through because I was like, Casey, check your facts. Well, hold on. You sure. said
0: you said moderate thing. What
1: so, it- so, so moderate um, uh,
0: producer of pollen.
1: Yes, it's a moderate uh, allergen. Allergen.
0: Excuse me. That's okay.
1: So it specifically says in here uh, in, in these things um, that they are known for making their seeds. But the trees pollinate in, like, late February, March. Sometimes later in April. Depends on where you are and all these sort of phenology happens. Okay. Here in the Willamette Valley, they actually pollinate. Those pollen catkins, Uh they come out in, like, early spring, February, March. Oh, wow. That is when the pollen of the cottonwood trees are fluffing everywhere.
0: So you're telling me, wow, that the cottonwood has been framed yes for being an allergen yes at this specific time of year yes maybe somebody who's really sensitive no in february yes would have allergens from a cottonwood correct but right now it just so happens that two things are happening yes Grass is what, pollinating? It's going
1: wild right now.
0: So that's happening. Yes. And another thing that's happening, Uh uh-huh. Completely unrelated. Completely unrelated. Is that the cottonwoods are releasing their seeds.
1: Yes. Which are not pollen.
0: And when people see the cottonwood seeds, which look like fluffy little congestive balls.
1: (laughs) That's exactly what they like. And they
0: can't breathe through Uh their nose, Mm -hmm. they say, Oh, I must be getting that up in my nose. Yeah. It's an allergen. That's, I'm allergic to that.
1: It is a mob mentality where people just look <laughs> around in their anger and they're like, R- you.
0: Yeah. you're evil they raise their pitchforks to the to the the yeah. sad giant
1: exactly <laughs> it's <laughs> a sad wood. giant alex it's so big but it's also really weak and it can't hold nails yeah. and its branches are dropping all over the place and then it gets attacked with pitchforks for doing yeah. nothing it already did it and no one complained what am i thinking of i guess shrek yeah i'm thinking of uh, uh um the monty python where he's like she's a witch and they're like, "Oh, She sure. turned me into a newt. He's yeah. like, What? Well, I got better. <laughs> oh, so Casey's
0: doing the high school drama kid thing. I he's love it. He's <laughs> about to repeat the entire script from oh. Monty Python. <laughs> Act one. Um.
1: Hey, he's not dead yet. Oh Bump him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no singing, no singing. <laughs>
0: that was good. That was really good. Um. Okay. So yeah. I okay. I get it.
1: So. Okay, I'm glad you get it. I'm sorry we had to do that in such minutiae, but it's so important, and this is this is my stage to finally stand up and throw the yoke of okay, whatever. I have to make a stand. We did the same thing for the the black walnut, where we were like, it is not in fact causing the problems that everyone vilifies it for causing.
0: Can I ask you a question? You can. Is this a tree rightfully wronged?
1: No, yes. It, no, it's rightfully wrong because everyone really, the general public, the masses, yeah. hate it for being some kind of allergen. They hate which it for it the is wrong not. thing. Exactly. Now, if you are an arborist and you have a cottonwood that's gigantic and it's growing somewhere, that tree sucks because right. it's going to fall on your house. It's certain to happen. So you're saying it is. It is rightful to hate it. Yeah.
0: But not for the reason that a lot, not for one of the reasons a lot of people hate it.
1: Not for like the vast majority. If you are a tree person, if you're a a naturalist person, you can identify that tree and you can say, oh, that's actually probably not the right tree for that place. Yeah. Then yes, you can. However, one more fold, Alex. If you take that tree, that exact tree, everything that's happening, and you put it, in its native habitat the riparian areas of uh-huh. our waterways yeah all those attributes make it the single greatest environmental impact in that entire area i see this tree will fall and break off because it can't hold itself up it can't hold a nail then it will block the water and it will create a little dam. Then the water will kind of push back and it creates a new riffle. Then there's a little waterfall. Then it's going to put its roots on either side with its millions of little seeds that it puts out. And it will hold the riparian area together. Then it's going to start decaying because it's uh, it'll sprout from a new stump that comes up or from new things. And then a big spring comes or a big spring rain comes through. You get this big flood and they fall over. And then you create all this interesting habitat for turtles and ducks and things on the side. That creates new things in the water, new riffles, new uh, intense or new uh, different intensities. So the water ends up having a complexity as a system, which is way better for everything that's living in that system. And then you have birds and things that live up in those decaying things. It's one of the best decaying trees. It decays so fast. A bird can just be like, wow, cool. Now I got a home. This home used to not exist two mm. years ago. Now it's a spacious mansion. So it creates these. It grows so big so fast, opens up these big things, then decays so fast that you end up getting these uh, essentially ecosystem-building trees that just, like, like, put it on autopilot and put it on overdrive. It's
0: like a super nurse tree.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It crushes it, and then things live in it. Things live on it. It creates the habitat. Like, we used to, as forestry people uh, way back when, pull logs and things out of streams because are like, oh, they're so messy, and they're so congested oh. with all these things. That is the definition of habitat destruction. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most <clears throat> backwards things we've ever done. Now we're trying to add logs into these things. Cottonwoods, they already do it. Mm. So in their native habitat, all those attributes that make them so horrible in an urban area towards people make them the single greatest like, like ecosystem builder out there.
0: With that <sighs> momentum behind us, we... Spiral out of control into our review of the Black <laughs> Cottonwood. Here's how it works. We'll give some final thoughts on the Black Cottonwood and then give it a rating of zero to ten golden cones of honor. Casey, as our resident expert, we'll begin with you. I don't know how, how much more you might have to say. But that's let's it. let's
1: keep it tight. Oh, Alex, that's all I have to say. What's your cone score? My cone score is four and a half. Well, what? Honestly, this tree sucks. Like, there's no way around it. I hate working with with They smell bad. They're too big. You can't trust them. You can't. You don't know what they're gonna do. They're very, very uh, aggressive, and they also tend to just like fall apart. You can't predict them. You don't. You don't know what they're gonna do, and they're gonna be rude and aggressive about it the whole time. However, in their native habitat, they do all those cool things that I could ever see. But at the end of the day, wish it was a red cedar. I it's see, the Same, but it gets all that credit. However, I need to set the record straight. So it's kind of one of these things where it's like, I, you know, you defend, you defend a criminal. You're like, you know, they're bad. You know, they've done bad things, but you have to defend them because that is your job. You are a public defender. You are a defender of this public. Okay. I'm doing that for this cottonwood. I'm saying, Alex, I'm defending the cottonwood where it must be defended. However, I'm still not going to go drink with it at a bar. Oh, my God. Four and a half. Tree is not that great unless it's in a certain position. However, your scorn is probably misplaced. <sighs> this is a complicated one for me. I, I didn't s- know what I was going to do. I feel
0: sick to my stomach.
1: I know. You should.
0: <laughs> All right. What was it? Four something? I said four and a half. Four yeah. and a half. Okay. I... St- I... I... <laughs> You're, he's, uh, you He's... He's... It's so difficult. I have none. I have no. opinion. I have <laughs> all of my cons out are outweighed by pros and vice versa. I am perfectly balanced. And if I'm going straight up the middle, five point oh golden cones of honor.
1: Five point oh. See, I think that makes sense, Alex.
0: It is neutral.
1: You're, it's straight make, down I, the middle. Yeah,
0: I want to. I want to clarify. This is not a. This is not a low five. Yeah. This is a perfectly medium steak
1: it's a it's a soccer game ending in a tie yeah a boring soccer game at that
0: ending at one one.
1: 0-0. Uh, zero, zero.
0: yeah oh that can happen yeah oh my god
1: <laughs> talk about boring game okay that was our review we're a little shell-shocked over here i think
0: of the black cottonwood mm-hmm. <laughs> casey it's time for a very special event
1: oh speaking of world cups of soccer <laughs> wow <laughs> that
0: worked great it is time for our second round of the Tournament of Champion Trees 2022. Woo! We have special guest Tobin Mitnick. You may know him as Jews Love Trees on Instagram. Mm. A wonderful person. Yep. A delight to have
1: a necessary addition to the team.
0: Yes, 100%. Uh if you want to hear the rules and every if you're if you're lost right now, you may want to go back to last week's episode. Give that segment a listen. We painstakingly describe what's happening here. That's right. It is our tournament of champion trees. 16 trees. Head to head to head to head to head. And the full first round premiered on our Patreon, patreon.com/slash arbitrary pod. Mm-hmm. Pay five bucks. You can listen to it and like 30 other episodes. Round two begins now.
1: Hold hold on Alex. Yes Casey? I I think it just started like literally right now. I think think we're going live.
0: We go live to the forest. Welcome Fungal Associates to the Tournament of Champion Trees 2022. Coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. I'm Alex Croson. I'm here with Casey clapp, Casey hello
1: hello, everyone. it's the energy here is absolutely off the charts i I can't say how excited I am to be here
0: It's palpable, and our special guest Tobin mitnick, hello, Tobin, hello ah. Hey, Alex, man, I'm
2: exhausted. I've been spending a lot of time with these trees, getting a lot of vital statistics, uh, getting mm-hmm. the opinions of the crowd down here. Uh, this, this tournament is, is pumped. I don't want to say on fire because I always get a few tree screams when I say that, but mm. things are looking. Pumpy, pumpy in here.
0: Oh yeah, you're like our you're like our correspondent on the field when they cut to that that guy. Shh, yeah, I am that. Don't destroy the illusion.
1: He's got his finger on the pulse,
0: or should I say, in the forest? Mm. Uh, here we are with round two of this tournament. Round one was held on our Patreon. So if you are a patron and want to hear round one, some really exciting matchups happened there. Patreon.com/slash arbitrary pod if you're not go for it it's gonna it was a lot of fun um Tobin is back we have Casey here I'm Alex and we have eight trees in this second round ready to go head to head some exciting matchups ahead of us case
1: yeah we really do we have some we have some that are unexpected uh, a quick recap we had some things like uh, the river red gum go against the ginkgo the ginkgo came out on top however i think in what surprised almost everyone is that the red mangrove outtook the taiwania simply simply a stunning result
2: it was uh it was it, it uh definitely surprised you, Casey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> everyone, Tobin. Everyone was surprised. Uh, um okay,
0: so let's get into round two. Let's jump right in. We have the monkey puzzle versus the button ball. Monkey puzzle, wow. aracaria, aracana, nominated by Edward Hildred. The reason Edward gave it lived and survived with dinosaurs. It's spiky as fuck, and it ages like a fine wine. Fine wine. The buttonball tree, Platinus occidentalis, Platanus, as the Greeks might say. It would have. Um, no, as the sorry. Greeks might pronounce their Latin. <laughs> 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 Nominated by Cameron McCormick. Why? Because it radiates power and. Honor.
1: I should say that power and honor got it through the uh, the first round. It was that radiation.
0: That's right. And Casey, what do you think about this American <laughs> sycamore going up against this monkey puzzle?
1: You know, this was this is a hard one. So the the American sycamore was it is one of my top favorite trees. An arbitrary ranking of four point eight and. The altruism, though, is only one. It doesn't give a whole lot. And I think once we get to the second round, I think really giving, but also having the strength to stand on your own, is what's going to take these trees through. Wow. So I think that as a as a tree that grows, it's a delightful tree. It shades our streets as as if it is meant to be there. It also grows in the weirdest ways and doesn't ever die pretty much in its natural habitat, growing next to rivers in the East of the United States. But the monkey puzzle tree, the pehuen, is like outstanding. It's lived like for millions and millions of years, almost untouched. It has essentially armor around it, which Mm -hmm. was good enough to protect it from the dinosaurs who all died because they couldn't eat this tree. That's saying something. (laughs) And then on top of that, it grows at the the highest elevations. It has a crown that makes you think this is of the dinosaurs. So it's really the the matter of the the monkey puzzle power ranking of 6.8 arbitrary uh, points. Yeah, we're going to say arbitrary points. I, I think that the I think it's going to be the monkey puzzle. It ends up coming out on top. I think it's just it's strong enough to take any battering that the sycamore could give. Well said,
0: Casey Tobin. Your thoughts on this matchup? I want to say in the last
2: round I I denigrated the American sycamore mm-hmm. as um doing a little too much treages onto my beautiful uh Subaru Forester. Mm-hmm. Um I then I had another memory which was uh, playing at my friend Isaac Kastenbaum's house uh, when I was a very young man in Pennsylvania and there being a sycamore there and me observing the bark and the mm. kind of patterns that it's, that it forms. Um, and then I softened. So mm. I, I am putting to rest this particular Creed, uh, tree grudge because I want to move forward. Um, and I'm warming to the American sycamore. Um, the monkey puzzle tree is fun. It's great. I don't have a lot of personal experience with it, um, but you can see where my heart is right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Incredible. I see.
0: Um, Alex. Listen, I made it clear in the first round that I'm a monkey puzzle stan. Fanatic. As it were. You're a puzzler. I'm a bit of a puzzler. Puzzle. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, says I. And um, the American Sycamore, I have no personal experience with. However... My interest with the monkey puzzle pretty much ends at... Oh, that's fun. Oh. This is going to sound denigrating. I don't mean to denigrate the monkey puzzle. Wow. It's incredibly important. But the American Sycamore, I believe, may have what it takes to edge out the competition. Let's announce our winners, as we do on the count of tree. Okay. Who's moving on to the semifinals? One, two, three. tree,
1: Mon- American
0: Sycamore. My God. Wow. The monkey puzzle takes it. Incredible. Alex, oh
1: I didn't expect that. I thought I was on my own. I thought I was standing on my own wow. island. Tobin, are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Tobin, he's, you, you he's swapped fine. your picks from the last round. This is incredible. That recovered memory really did it
2: for you. you
1: really yeah,
2: did? you don't see it right now, but uh, I'm on my psychologist's couch and uh, <laughs> i'm recording this from my therapist couch
1: yeah the psychologist thank you for letting us do this this actually really does help us everybody's problem, texting guys.
0: their therapist i need an extra session this week no this <laughs> is urgent this is <laughs> totally allowed
2: this is totally allowed it
1: absolutely is yeah
2: yeah my therapist is completely real he's a real wow. therapist
1: yeah I, oh, 100%. <laughs> it's not your dog
0: we've nope. we've established that um our next matchup oh Ooh, boy man. okay Some we have hitters the ginkgo ginkgo by Luba going <clears throat> up against the camphor tree cinnamomum camphora the ginkgo nominated by hannah durman hannah says it's an ancient tree it has cool leaves it's dioecious and it's very tattoo-worthy. Lots of ginkgo tattoos. It's very, a popular one, very Casey. very
1: important. Casey, do you have a ginkgo tattoo? I don't have a ginkgo tattoo. Is I, that something
0: you stay away from purposefully?
1: I do, yeah. I, um, so it's no offense to anyone, but yes, a lot of people have this tattoo. So I try to get tattoos that are maybe less gotten, sure. you know? Like, for instance, again, no offense, I will never get a Swift or a Swallow uh, tattooed on me. They're very mm. popular. Um, so I prefer to try to go for something else. Uh, also I, uh, I like, I like the classic conifer as opposed to the larger idea of a gymnosperm. So, uh, yeah, I, I prefer the, the cones that are more than just seeds. I see. It would be kind of funny though, if I just got like a, a circle tattooed with like some shading and was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's the fruit of a ginkgo tree. And mm. I was like, uh, oh, because then if I'm in another crowd, I'll just tell them it's an ultimate Frisbee looked at from above,
0: you know, it'd be really cool. If you could get a scratch-and-sniff tattoo and get a ginkgo seed.
1: <laughs> that oh. seems like it is just, like, another, like, pandemic waiting to happen. Hey, scratch-and-sniff my tattoo, would you? Tobin, do you have any tree-related tattoos?
2: Um, I'm building a family tree-related tattoo on my shoulder, which is just Ooh. a couple of dates that are important to me. But I figure by the time that I'm 75, if I keep getting the dates um, tattooed there, I can I can make them into a, a fun, sprawling tree yeah. of dates, no. which will be now, fun. Now, when you right.
0: say dates... Mm-hmm.
2: Are we talking the fruit? Okay. I mean numbers.
1: Ah, uh, cause a, f- a date is not a tree. It's a palm. Oh, Moving oh, the oh, fuck oh, on. Wow. Oh, 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 oh. Ginkgo versus camphor <laughs> Tobin. What do you think about
2: this matchup? Uh, Alex, it would be stupid of me not to say that I got a, I got a real, <laughs> I got a real inclination here towards oh, the boy. gink. Yep. Oh, baby. Um, i a gink freak. This guy, yeah, I actually hadn't put in, I was, I was uh, thinking about like something else entirely for the past four and a half minutes. So I, I haven't done my, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll just kind of repeat my same talking points from the, from the first round, which I think still apply, yeah. which are that the the Ginkgo has a 3.6 wisdom rating, which is remarkably high. And it has yeah. to do with its evolutionary uh, amount of wisdom, right? As opposed yep. to its like single stem do we know? Do we know how long ginkgos live on average in in terms of single trees?
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, I think the oldest one is just about three thousand five hundred years old. No shit.
2: Okay, so yeah. the single trees also live. Yeah. Like old old ye, ye old pine. Rattling yeah, exactly. Agents.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they usually the middle decays out, so they can't uh-huh. say for sure. Like you know, a bristlecone right. yeah. pine, mm-hmm. they can they can count the rings, yeah. so they estimate the oldest ones about three thousand five hundred, which is our wisdom rating basis. Uh,
2: here. Oh, okay. So it's not evolutionary; mm-hmm. it's really just single tree. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm I'm firm on the ginkgo. Uh, nothing right. against the camphor. I love my neighbor Totoro. I I just so many reasons to to recommend the the ginkgo in this respect. Casey,
1: okay, I'm also there with the ginkgo. Age before glory, you know. Wow, that's, that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at here. Like, I think the I think the ginkgo is evolutionarily old. It's got that wisdom. It is physically old. It's got that wisdom, but altruism kind of low. It's got like a two in mm-hmm. altruism. Its strength rating is only one point three. So I think if you really bash them against each other in a literal sense the camphor tree might actually come out on top. Not to mention, Mm. Uh, 3.25 for altruism. That's a high score. So, going straight by score, we got 10.5 to 9.5 in the camphor's favor. (sighs) Is modernity going to finally take the old hat down? I don't know.
0: Interesting question, Casey. I want to note that the power... Of the camphor trees at a four point one. That's 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 one of our most powerful trees. Yeah,
1: that is that. Uh, that again is the American Forest ranking system for that. So that's that's high.
0: The statistics on the ginkgo aren't fantastic, but there is a sixth statistic here, a sixth sense, if you will, and that's personal preference.
1: It is. That's there. You can't write that down.
0: And we're gonna find out which one we personally prefer on the count of tree: ginkgo or camphor. One, two. Tree, Ginkgo.
1: Wow. Ginkgo moves on. Casey, I'm wow. stunned. I wow. know. Honestly, I thought wow. it, today it seemed right that the modern tree doing the modern thing, the new kid on the block wow. in every regard, I think it needed its shot at the title.
0: I, I respect that opinion, Casey. That right?
1: That's the way it goes. Um, moving on. Here we go. <laughs> I know. There's no uh, time to dwell. Sorry.
2: Sorry. I'm dwelling. I'm doing a lot of dwelling right now. Tobin, just...
1: Tobin, we need you yeah. to focus.
2: This is uh. serious. It says in the contract, no dwelling.
1: <laughs> it's literally point .5.
2: Joke's on you, Chris, and I didn't sign that contract. Oh, uh, no. Oh and I didn't sign your goddamn NDA either.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's going to ring us dry. This is, this is real bad. Uh, our next matchup, the Red Mangrove versus the Oregon White Oak. Even reading it oh out loud, God. I've got a knot in my wow. stomach. Wow. The Red Mangrove, Rhizophora, Mangle, the yeah. Oregon White Oak, Quercus garryana. our beloved Quercus Gariana. The red mangrove, nominated by Tamena Schultz. Tamena says they look cool, can literally make islands and grow in salt water. It's one of the few trees to do better in changing sea levels and warmer water. It stabilizes shorelines, creates entire habitats, and it has worldwide distribution. The Oregon White Oak, nominated by Haley Hurt and Rachel Bycom. So pretty. So big. So squiggly. It's so big. They say it twice. That's -hmm. incredible. That's how you know it's... Big it has a majesty rating of 11 out of 10. <laughs> it's fabulous when viewed from afar. Its beauty is visceral and undefinable. Its limbs are curly, funky, strong Tobin. What do you think about this clashing of the gods? Ah, oh, yeah. Red
2: Mango really does have that, that kind of Valar feel to it. Doesn't it? It does. It really does. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I have to say, like I, I'm sympathetic to it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's remarkable, and I think we're going to be seeing a whole lot more of the red mangrove in the future with uh, uh, rising sea levels and increasing temperatures. So mm-hmm. um, get ready for that's that's your real tree of the future, Alex. That's what mm-hmm. I'm putting all my money on. Uh, Oregon white oak kind of would go the way of the dodo, along
0: with us. Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Along with us, I think that's fair, a- Alex. Love it, but... uh, what what do you think here?
0: The r- I'm from Oregon. Hmm. It's the place I call home. The Oregon white oak. Some people call it the Gary oak. I call it the Oregon white oak. Hmm. Why? I'm from Oregon. If you were from Oregon, you would call it that too. Yeah. If you're not, you don't. That's fine. I have a bit of a chip on my shoulder, Casey. (laughs) The Oregon white oak is
1: important to me. It's coming. (laughs) But I gotta say, below the
0: surface there, Casey. All right, it
1: really is. (laughs) Um,
0: The red mangrove is a stunningly impressive tree. Altruism,
1: five. Yeah, that's insane. Strength, wow. five.
0: Mother Teresa two. and Arnold Schwarzenegger in one. Mm-hmm. Well said, my friend. Thanks. It has two maxed out stats. However, that's about all it has as, as far as stats go. <laughs> it's got a 0. .1 wisdom. It's got a 0. .5 power. Not yeah. great there, but hey. Not great. It depends on what you think is more important to a tree. Me, I love the altruism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm, I can take or leave the strength, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the altruism. And this thing is the most altruistic tree we have in the tournament. Casey, what do you think?
1: All right, so I, I feel the same. However. Uh, when I see the the, the slow crawl of the, the mangrove, and I mean this in a literal sense. I feel as if it's putting its legs out and crawling up the coastlines yeah. slowly but surely. I agree with Tobin. I think this is the tree of the future. No matter what happens today, it is definitely going to be moving around, and it's going to be a force to be reckoned with. You're exactly right. It has set the uh, the tone for altruism and for strength rating, um, but can you say that it's squiggly? Can you say it's big twice? Can you give it a majesty rating of 11 out of 10? Mm, I don't know I if don't, I
2: could even give it a majesty rating.
1: I don't think you can. Wow. I don't think you can. So far no one else has in the history of majesty ratings. So I what I'm thinking is that I I have to go with the Oregon white oak. It matches the culture of being funky, strong and curly as as nothing else can. So, I don't know. This one's going to be really hard. I think we're just going to have to find out on the fly. But the the staying power of each tree is is subtly different. One will stay like a, a horde of ants. never goes away. Mm-hmm. The other one stays as in, as in a cockroach that you can never kill. I don't know.
0: Well, let's find out who's staying in the tournament between the red mangrove and the Oregon white oak on the count of tree. One, two, tree
1: Oregon mangrove. Oh my
0: God. Holy shit. Wow. Guys. It's gone.
1: It's gone. It's out. It's out of the tournament. The The red red
0: mangrove
2: mangrove moving on to the semifinals. It's great because the red mangrove is amazing, but it's also kind of a villain.
1: It's a little bit of a villain. It is. This is, this is like when the Yankees win.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I oh, see God. I see it as a villain who explains in the, you know, in the campfire scene, uh-huh, uh-huh. explains their reasoning why they're a villain. And you go, oh, oh my God, they're actually a, a good guy. This is
1: a Jamie Lannister kind of situation.
0: It is a bit of a Jamie Lannister. Lammis- Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> His name
1: is Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. We don't want <laughs> <is Janie Lammister. laughs>
0: <Janie Lammister.
1: laughs> to get sued by J- George R.R.R.R. R- 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 Martin.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, Alex. Uh, Casey tobin we have one more matchup in sure. this round two uh oh, i'm nervous god. for this oh, one yeah this i can is... i can feel it in the air I, I know you guys feel the same way this is the sick spruce picea sachensis going up against the olive olea europea
1: casey yeah that's it
0: all right oh my god the sick spruce <laughs> Nominated by Sage Minor.
1: My stomach is turning right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nominated by Sage Minor. Their reason uh two words. Huge tree. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> the olive was nominated by E. Price. Mm-hmm. Their reasoning a little more in depth. It's iconic. It's ancient. It's hardy. It's versatile. It's beautiful in its inconsistency, the foundation of Mediterranean culture and cuisine. It's so unique. It's its own color. It's
1: pretty impressive.
0: An anchor to the past, the stuff of legend. Hey, Casey, our new t-shirt is comes in an olive.
1: Yes, it's true. Yeah, and it mm. it's also the anchor to the past. Yeah,
0: find that at arbitrarypod.com slash merch. Wow. Um, Tobin, I need to know your thoughts on this meeting of the giants. Oh, God, Alex, why'd you ask me, man? This is
2: like saying, "Hey, Tobin, why don't you choose?" This is a Sophie's choice. I'm just gonna say it. This choose is this is a real Sophie's choice of, of trees. And what is, um,
1: what is a Sophie's choice?
2: Oh, that's what it means. You got ah, it right on the nose. That's okay, gotcha. choosing between your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, good lord, the Sitka spruce is a, is a titan it's altruism rating. This is what I cited also in the last round 4.5, just an, a crucial tree to, to the ecosystem of the Northwest. And, uh, I, I would shudder to think what would happen if it wasn't there or it hadn't, uh, come into being at the same time, the olive simple giant, Mm. uh, simple giant, uh, of, of such insane symbolic importance in the history of the world. Um, that it, it's the you could you could make a religion around the olive tree where god i can you just tell how i'm my back is against the wall
0: right now yeah um, you're awestruck <laughs> i think this is a good idea by the way this olive tree religion mm-hmm. the, we could great we could make billions i just yeah. want to say that yeah that's what religion is for i believe of course um, <laughs> it is uh,
2: i i i might have to just make a decision when we get to the when
0: we get when we get there Wow. While Tobin stews away on this tough decision, Casey, Mm. your thoughts. Okay.
1: So, you know, I'm a numbers guy. I go by the numbers sometimes. Mm. Other times I don't today. I don't know if I can, but let me just, let me just lay this out. Okay. The olive I believe has the highest, the single highest arbitrary ranking of all of the trees. And again, I should remind everyone we started with 39 trees, 16.2, which is just incredible. So, it maxes out Altruism with a 5. Its strength rating is 4.6. I believe it set the benchmark almost for that. It did, yeah. Then we also have 4.1 in Wisdom. Not only does it have all these other things, it lives for the longest. So that that is pretty intense. But a 9.9 for Arbitrary Ranking, I don't think is anything to sneeze at. Its Altruism, as you said, Tobin, is off the charts. This tree will grow way over 300 feet tall. It matches with the... Redwoods in California with the Douglas firs in California and Oregon. Mm -hmm. I got to give it some credit for that. I think that even if the, even if the olive came up against the sickest spruce and they just bashed at each other for a long time, I think the sickest spruce would, would kind of just sit there and wait it out because it's just like, I don't really care you are nothing to me. In so a
0: competition I, of physical strength, you yeah, mean? Okay. I think so.
1: Even though it looks like the olive is stronger, I think the six spruce uh, makes it. I, I really do.
0: Okay. Um, it's hard for me to put into words how much I love the olive. Mm. I think when we, when we recorded our olive episode, I, I, I am on record as saying that it's one of the most, I, I think the most culturally important tree we've covered
1: altruistic can
0: you think of another tree that's as like big of a deal
1: i can't i don't think i can yeah Mm -hmm.
0: i I can't either um the sickest spruce i'm sorry you guys i could kind of take or leave it wow i know that will be hard to hear for some people but the olive is a fucking giant it's
1: stacked okay
0: and we're about to find out who moves Mm -hmm. on to the next round between the sickest spruce and the olive. It's a somber. It's a somber mood here.
1: Yeah, we're all losers and we're all winners after this.
0: That's right, Casey. Great way. Great way of putting that. We'll decide on the count of tree. One, two, tree, Olives. olive, olive. Holy crap! Olive, oh, moving God.
1: on. I'm sick. To I'm- the semifinals. <laughs> physically ill i right have now. a I,
2: barf bucket next to me that is <laughs> brimming you oh my god i can
1: honestly
0: smell it from here that imagery you guys i feel great, great at it casey look alex, at it
1: oh my god look at it alex you
0: feel great i feel great about this wow i think olive deserves to move on it's going up against the red mangrove in Holy the next round shit. wow I, I can't wait to see what happens there okay so
1: I just want to point out, yeah, our next round. This is now this is the semifinals. Whoever wins these two are going to the ship as it were. Okay. Going yes. Alex is drinking ship. time. <laughs> Sorry. What? Uh, I'm very thirsty. The uh the monkey puzzle is going against the ginkgo. Now the ginkgo and the monkey puzzle, gymnosperms. On the other side, wow. Red mangrove versus olive angiosperms. That's incredible. Look at that that is amazing. This is coming down to a a botanical and a and a evolutionary battle cry between the two different uh, let's say let's say uh, uh, ancient ones versus the the new kids on the block.
0: Wow, the primordials versus the Olympians. This is what it is. Incredible. Stunning. Tobin. versus the jacksons what <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. Uh, i was gonna say it but alex he's not cultured jacksons. enough to know what that is
0: <laughs> uh tobin how are you feeling about this next round any 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 favorites to win the whole
2: shebang yeah i i think um i think it's pretty much uh do you want me to tell you who i think is going to win because uh no i take that back I, that's bad I, that's bad storytelling yeah uh, I, yeah, I think I know how this is going to go. And wow. I think I know what you
0: guys are going to do, too.
1: Huh, Alex, mm-hmm. what about you? Do you uh, do you have your cards laid out? Do you know what you're going to play?
0: I am going to feel it in the moment. Mm-hmm. However, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had a, a favorite in this fight. Casey. Ah, all do right. you have a favorite? Don't No, no mm-hmm. spoils. I'm not going
1: to spoil it. I have a favorite. I, I do have a favorite, and I think I know how it's going to come out. Holy I, crap. I'm not sure, but uh, we're going to have to find out next week, I suppose.
0: That's right. And with that, thank you so much, Tobin, for joining us again in this round two. Sure. Any any parting words? Um, I'm pumped for next for the next round. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Hell yeah!
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, it's going to be stunning. Uh, and with that, we send it back to the studio. Casey.
1: Yes, sir. How
0: about oh, those results? My god.
1: I'm I'm dumbfounded. I'm sweating. I didn't see any of those coming. I, I I don't know how they did it back there in the forest, but oh man.
0: Oh yes. Alex two and Casey two. Ah
1: uh, yes, and Tobin one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we got Tobin one. Yeah,
1: yeah, seriously, it's hard to get. Hard to get anything like that.
0: Well, here we are back in the studio with Casey One and Alex One. That was round two of the Tournament of Champion Trees 2022. We will we will wrap up the tournament next week. Mm. with the semifinals and the final round. I'm so excited. Right here on the Mainline episodes. We can't wait to show you who yep. takes the cake.
1: Yep, yep. Please let us know if you have been following through this whole time. Yeah. If you've been uh, if you've been winning, we want to know how many of you were able to predict uh, what we couldn't predict. We had, I mean, like massive computers trying to figure out what this was going to be, and none of them so far could make it past the second round. Uh, this is this is truly outstanding
0: you know those first computers that like filled a school gymnasium mm-hmm. yeah we got some of those yeah we did uh they're not quite as powerful as like older iphones uh yeah but they're almost there but it's like you pay for that analog computing yeah you, you know? like the
1: clicks and the clanks of yeah. everything moving around yeah uh alex stunning i just can't i i i'm excited are you excited w- uh yeah i'm yeah. excited of course yeah, it's maybe the most question. exciting
0: thing we've ever done on the podcast i think so yeah <laughs> it's Ooh. certainly the most pointless and i love that
1: <laughs> well we wouldn't be completely arbitrary if we weren't completely arbitrary
0: that's right casey speaking of completely arbitrary it's time for a completely arbitrary q a casey this week our question is from gabriel Pazluzny, friend of the pod hey gabe this was news to me hey mm-hmm. gabe uh casey Gabe asks, oh, can I call him Gabe or should I call him Gabriel? Uh, Well, I mean, I think you should be a little respectful. I'm sorry, Gabriel. Gabriel asks, (laughs) my understanding is that physics limits the maximum height of a tree. Unless a tree is getting sufficient moisture from the ambient air, the maximum height a tree can support is bound by the physical features of water and sap and capillary action of the cambium. Mm
2: Mm-hmm
0: this is like when uh that that actor from big bang theory has to read like a bunch of like computer science stuff yeah and he doesn't know what he's saying but he's (laughs) memorized the lines he just has to say them (laughs) yeah i can read the words yeah (laughs) is that true or can a healthy tree literally push water and sap any height given enough time and few enough imperfections in the
1: cambium structure this is such a good question. Yeah, I and love this question. We will post to a video uh, that explains this thoroughly. Wow. Uh, the video is by the famed YouTuber, uh, I don't even know his name, but he goes by Veritasium. Got a great video. I had to rewatch this video um, to make sure that I could explain it, and I can't. So that's why we're going to post it. But let me suffice it to say, he shows that uh, if if uh, there's a couple of ways that people like, here's how trees take water up. The uh-huh. first being... Capillary action, which is essentially water uh, tension is such that as soon as you put water in a really teeny tiny tube, the tension pulls the water up the tube. That's right. Yeah. It's like uh, if you ever get blood taken, they just kind of dip this weird plastic thing and the blood kind of goes up into it yeah that's the same thing okay so that is one idea however capillary action oh like
0: uh sucking gasoline out of a, a gas tank ooh, with a hose no
1: not quite no that is, different it's a different thing that is that will that is the next thing we'll talk about in oh, a second fun. so that's essentially pulling something through a straw
0: yeah yeah
1: um so the idea with the uh, capillary action is that it actually can only put water up a certain distance i think it's uh 10 meters no it's even less than that Hmm. it's a very small amount of space uh, it doesn't go very high so there is a limit if you're just looking at capillary action so it must be something different Okay. so then the next thing uh, that they say well you know transpiration water it, it's essentially a big long tube from the roots all the way through the trees out to the leaves as water evaporates out through the leaves it creates a, uh, a suction because water goes out that way now you have less water inside and then it kind of gets pulled with it so you just have this, this tension that pulls water up mm-hmm. and out of the things so it would be an entire thing we have water at the bottom there's pressure pushing on the ground and that pushes the water through into the roots once it's in the roots then it is in this system where if there's an unbroken chain it goes all the way up and you can like a big straw the air is literally going <laughs> and sucking it all the way through the tree Wow. Not the case. Turns out, gravity... Oh, this was,
0: this was something that was not true.
1: Yes, this is... Yes, <sighs> I this missed is, that
0: part. Now I have oh, to rearrange my brain.
1: Ah, uh, sorry. So this is the other theory that people thought. Okay. So that is what they thought would do. But turns out, uh, you can only go up about... 10 meters and once you get there gravity matches the uh, suction you have a perfect vacuum above it and then the water starts to boil because the pressure is so high it holy shit goes and it starts to it, it boils in the sense that the pressure is so high not the temperature okay that it uh, it reduces so water boils at x temperature at certain pressure Okay. If you adjust the pressure in different ways, then you're going to adjust the if it's going to boil. So what happened is then it's like, well, okay, if that's not it, what is it? It turns out that water is actually pulled up through the tree. First with capillary action, like that fills the little tiny tubes. So mm-hmm. the tubes aren't, aren't so small that they pull it all the way up through the tree. Once it gets up and it gets this unbroken chain, that chain then is enacted and it keeps pulling up water in the same way. But what happens is the pores in the leaves are so tiny, Alex, that they actually keep the pressure between the inside of the leaf, inside of those tubes, and the outside, like 16 atmospheres. Are you familiar with what that means? He rolls his eyes. (laughs) He's like, of course I don't. Um, right now, there's a pressure, which is uh, on on ground level. It's called one atmosphere of pressure, where it's essentially the weight of all uh, the, the air and everything above us kind of pushing down. Okay. And our bodies are pushing out at exactly one atmosphere of pressure. So if our bodies go into space, there's no atmosphere. You know how everyone's like, yeah, if you're not in your suit, you literally explode? Yeah. That is because there's no pressure on the outside of you pushing on you. So the one atmosphere of pressure inside of you pulls you apart and it literally you just go and you're like oh, yeah it's pretty awful god so in trees they have uh that little bit of water tension at the the stomata the pores that let in oxygen or let in carbon dioxide and let out water in the leaves mm-hmm. those are so small and they have just a little tiny bit of water that keeps everything inside at such a high pressure that the water doesn't boil in that same way that we were talking about with that long straw doesn't boil. It is underneath such high pressure. The tree puts 16 times the weight that you're feeling right now. Like you go to the bottom of the ocean and it's like four or something. Hmm. Trees inside will keep it so hard and so tight and so pressurized that the water is getting pushed or getting sucked up through transpiration and as it goes up, the pressure is increased and increased and increased and increased and increased and increased until right at that edge before the water actually leaves the leaf. The pressure deficit is like insane. Hmm. So that's what they do. They, uh, the, I think the name of the video is like trees bend the laws of physics in order to pull water up. This
0: this discussion was very much not for me. (laughs) Sorry. yeah. Thank you, Gabriel, (laughs) for your question. If you have a question about trees, email us at arbitrarypod at gmail.com. That's A-R-B-O-R-T-R-A-R-Y pod. We want to hear from you. We sure do. And join us on Instagram at arbitrarypod. Uh, Same spelling, funny enough. Patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. If you want to support this podcast, join the Arboretum for two bonus episodes a month about other related topics and trees where you can hear the first round of the tournament of champion trees it's
1: very exciting honestly with tobin mitnick and you get to hear my complex ways that i calculated all these things boy
0: do you ever
1: (laughs) think actually i think gabe who just asked this question was like i had no idea that we had so much math as a fungal associate (laughs) this is great (laughs) he's just stoked about it for those of you interested he's an engineer
0: i see shout out to gabriel Join the Cone of the Month Club on the Patreon to get a unique die-cut cone sticker illustrated by an independent artist every month. You still have a few days of this month to join to get the Italian Cypress by Kelly Fry. It's a beautiful little cone. Check out the Instagram to see it. Casey,
1: Alex, this this was a this was an emotional roller coaster.
0: Um, yeah, in the way that like running a marathon is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess that's that's just as fair.
0: All right. I'm very excited to take a nap. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: I think that's pretty... You've earned it. You've I've earned used... It.
0: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I've used my brain a lot today. We we worked before we recorded today, which is always... I always sounds like a great idea, Casey. Yes. Yeah. And then you have what seems like infinite energy, and I have whatever the opposite of that is finite energy so here at the at the end of our day i am about ready to just close my eyes and Mm. let you see yourself out that is true well i will
1: see myself out see ya bye Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp.
0: Our artwork is by Gillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals.
1: And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod.
0: And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening.